It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Good afternoon. Welcome to the bottom line. Comrade Rob, Comrade Ed, with you today on the program. All wonderful things from the state today. They care for us. They want us to be safe. The government has your best interests at heart. Listen to dear leader Inslee. He knows what is best for all. It is the new normal now. Welcome to the Soviet Republic of Washington. Anybody else feel like that or is it just me? Wow. Am I the only one that feels like that? Mid-July? At the earliest. Mid-July. Before we can have any kind of major social gatherings of any kind. Mid-July. By the way, his phase one was even confusing. Oh, well, we're in phase one now, but but some of the businesses that are listed on phase one, well, they can't open up for another couple weeks yet. Oh, but there's no dates on our sheet so that anybody has any freaking idea when they can do anything. No, leave it up to me. I will tell you. I will tell you when it's okay to do all this. But we're being transparent. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, this is Pete in West Richland. Hi, Pete. I liked, I liked it. That was good. Uh, I was looking at some stats about the flu. And between 2010 and 2020, on average, 12 to 60,000 people perished because of the flu. I don't know what the stats are with COVID-19. I haven't been keeping up with it. But anyway, well, we have, I like what you said. Pr- appreciate the call, Pete. We've got to, something to share. To, to date, well, let me let me fill in one, one question for him. Uh, to date, in the state of Washington, since the outbreak began... Uh, January, there have not even been 900 fatalities yet. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio, 610-KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Comrade Larry. Comrade Larry, what's going on? Well, hopefully we can have boat races for an opening. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Larry, um, it should be a little pull back the curtain. Doubt Mike, it. Michael McDonald came rushing in. He, of course, anchors all of our coverage, does just about everything for our uh, coverage of uh, boat racing. And he said, oh, so boat races are on? Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Steve, West Richland. Ocean, how to show, Tavarish. 
I, I listen to you guys a lot. I'm telling you, that was the best ever. I, now, I got a question. Go for so it. My, my poor friends who are busted open their restaurant. I would go there in a minute, but do, what's the penalty? Steve, did, did, business license? Did, Steve, I'm glad you brought that, brought that up. Did you notice he avoided that part of the question? I couldn't figure out much of it, to be honest with you. I mean, I was okay. listening and going, shaking my head. I don't know. Sure. So Steve, he, he... I'll go away and listen. Okay. Steve, Appreciate he, was, the call, he Steve. was specifically asked about that. Yeah. And he did not answer that question nope. when it was asked directly to him about the penalties. And if any business or any city or any county defied the order, he did not even address the question. And, he, and to be consistent, he's never addressed it. Now... You can go and do some research yourself and find out that, you know, it could be a misdemeanor for going against, uh, you know, the governor's uh, emergency declaration orders, which is this is what it is. It falls under that. But whenever he has been asked about the what if scenario. So, for example, phase one, which we are mostly in, although not all of the uh, business and employers on the list in phase one can open yet. They will in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to car sales. Okay. Okay. Automobile sales right now uh, cannot fully open in a couple of weeks. Allegedly they can open. If a car dealership opens up tomorrow, what happens if somebody turns them in? And that is a question that Jay Inslee did not answer. I I would guess if, it, it, you know, going by the strictest sense of the law, that it is a misdemeanor, I would say at the least they stand to lose their business license, which would be a death blow right now anyway. Well, that wouldn't just be a death blow to them. Because think about it. Every business license that would get taken means it's vacated. Yes, that means that that is a huge hole in the economy. That is local tax revenue. That is state tax revenue. That business license then sits. And who in this economy is going to apply for a business license to try and do something when you can't do anything? So if he pulls hundreds of business licenses, you're going to create a greater economic downturn than we're already sitting in right now. Is he that stupid? Oh, I wouldn't put it past him because, remember, he digs power. He digs control. I mean, he's giddy sitting there telling people, I'm going to tell you when we get into the next phase. Oh, we're going to look at the data. You know, I've got data sitting in front of me from the CDC that absolutely 100%, no ifs, ands, buts, or doubts about it, contradicts everything Peanut had to say in his press conference. Before we get diving into the data, got to take a time out. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA on the air for now until uh, Mind Fuhrer listens to uh, the opening of today's show. <laughs> 547 is the number. Back with more after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA.
And we've got a lot of those emails right now to go through. We have <laughs> yeah, got a lot do. of emails to go through, but one of them, before we go to the phones that we can get out, we can answer right away. Diane from Pasco sent us an email and said, what's the timeline for salons to open up? Was this in phase one, two, or three? Okay. Well, Diane, honestly, there is no timeline for anything to open up, according to Dear Leader. But salons would be in phase two, which could be in five weeks. At the earliest. Five weeks at the earliest. Because what he... Because we got two weeks for the rest of phase one to work in. That's right. And then three weeks after that for phase two to begin. So at you're the early... talking... Uh... You're talking the earliest, the middle of June, that a salon and a barbershop could open up. Maybe. And, and again, what he said... And there are no... There's no hard dates on this. No! But, but what he said was... And this is where the three weeks comes in. What he said was, it will take at least three weeks to go in between phases to evaluate the new data. So in two weeks, when we're fully in phase one, they'll begin the new cycle, three weeks after that. So at the end of the first week in July, beginning of the second week in July, they'll reevaluate whether or not we can move on to phase two. We can move on to this next caller, though. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, this is Joel Boucher with the Associated General Contractors. How are you doing? Good, Joel. How are you? Well, you know, week one here has been pretty pretty decent for us. You know, some challenges getting our plan going. But I was listening to the governor, and what I came away with, it was the one statement here for the rest of phase one, when he's had a chance to evaluate with you guys, with other businesses, that their plans are ready. Not that he's got a plan for you. Not that he's taken the plan that the uh, construction industry has put together to you know base it on but when you come up with a plan to present to him that he finds acceptable uh i I was blown away by that that we went to the table we said here's this plan we i was hoping he would at least use that as a blueprint for other industries but it gets right back to the fact that he's going to expect other people to do the work it's it's mind blowing, Joel. It really is. And, and so so far, let me while we got you, Joel. Let me ask you. Um, everybody's no issues. Everybody's jumping right on board to comply because everybody wants to go to work, right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, our biggest challenge has been finding thermometers and some you know face coverings. But everyone's doing what they can, getting to work. So really, I want to say to all the other businesses out there, whether you call you know Jeff and his team over at the HBA office or you call my office, we are happy to talk to you about what we've accomplished and how we've gotten there to help you get your plan in place that you can get to L&I, you can get to the governor, so you can get open as soon as as soon as soon possible. Joel Boucher, thanks for calling and giving us the update. We really appreciate it, man. Be safe. Okay, let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is James from Kennewick. Hi, James. Uh, previous comrade. Vladimir Inslee here, I just didn't like his tone where he was like, I'm going to allow you to do this or allow you to do that. And then he's like, you're not important. Let me talk to this guy real quick. Just, he's a little slime ball. Um, but I work in the construction industry, and this new, and I haven't lost any time, but this new COVID-19 thing that he just rolled out a couple of days ago is so confusing to us that we don't even know if we're following it or not. And uh, I think we should uh, get a GoFundMe page for uh, Rob Francis for governor. Five four seven one six ten is the number to call. Uh, we've got a number of emails too. Um, 
Let's see. Well, we have a long well, list I, I just, here. You, I want to throw this out real okay, quick. Okay, yeah, go ahead. On the heels of Dear Leaders press conference, Attorney General Bill Barr has released a statement. Has he? It is time to start rolling back coronavirus restrictions in an orderly and sensible way as more states plan to reopen. You know what we got? Nothing. We got nothing like Colorado was doing. Kate Brown made more sense. Yes, she did. She made more sense. And you know what? In let's let's remember that again, every state's different. Everybody, you know, every state has been affected by this differently. Kate Brown's stay-home order did not ever have an end date. It was always until further notice. Today she rolls out plans that uh, and she's going to be opening things up by region, either by county or by region in Oregon. And, you know, that list of 10 counties that Inslee laid out who can petition and and go before the king with their hat in their hand, begging to open up. Kate Brown in two weeks is going to be most likely opening up some of those areas of Oregon that were least affected. That's the difference. Both are Democratic, very progressive governors. But that's the difference. One ran for president and got his ego stomped on, and he's taking it all out on us. 5471610509547610. So in Texas, guess what's opening today? Retail stores, libraries, restaurants, museums, places of worship, malls, movie theaters. That's what's reopening in Texas today. You know what's reopening today in Washington? Nothing. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610K and A. Your name, where are you calling from? Sean from Men City. What's up? At least you guys are still open, right? Absolutely. We ain't going anywhere unless unless we get an email that says uh, <laughs> we have violated something and Comrade Inslee is pulling us off of state-run radio. Well, well right in for Rob Francis for governor. <laughs> Does he have the support of the Four Corners to this quarantine? He would have had to. Otherwise, there would be a special session of uh, legislature being called. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's a great point. He would have had to. They would have had to sign off. Y- yeah, so we probably would want to reach out to Mark Schessler and uh, J.T. Wilcox and, and others to verify that. Or he did it without the four corners. He can't. I'm just he can't legally do that. Well, he, uh, some can argue he can't legally do what he's been doing, and he is. So let's go to the phones again. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Okay, let's uh, go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Kennewick. What's on your mind? Are you guys the radio station? Yes, we are. Okay, I think that's why I thought I got the number. I'm just listening to you guys on the radio. Ed, know you guys? Yeah, what's on your mind? Well, our governor, I just listened to his uh, speech, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, my stomach is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> like all of ours. I have the re- I have the re- the answer though, and it's very simple and direct. <laughs> and I'm not a violent guy, so I won't go down that road. We just need a new governor, and until that happens, we're in trouble. There's no question with that. I mean, and each time he 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 gets on TVW, it becomes more clear we need a new governor. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K O N A. Your name? Where are you calling from? This is Bruce. What's up, Bruce? Hey, um, I was just uh, listening to you guys, and 
There was a letter um, that was sent to Mark Slesher, one of our state senators, about whether or not um, the language was proper as far as putting out uh, when this is going to open and, and all the basically the mandates of, of what can happen to a business if they're not uh, following these policies and stuff. And the letter, if I could read, it's a, it's fairly short. You got if about a minute. Go. Okay. It says, um, yes, you are correct. The stay-at-home order comes directly from the governor as a recommendation only, as does the small businesses' recommendation. We haven't had much luck with the media. They're most definitely there for the governor's office. We have been successful with newspapers and radio, so we are using them. So, yes, Jeff, say go ahead and open your business. They can't do anything legally to shut you down. And this is from the executive assistant to Senator Mark Slesser of our state legislation. And honestly, thanks for the call and thanks for sharing that with us. Maybe that's why the governor avoided the question about penalties. Yeah, it's all voluntary. It's all voluntary then. Well, until the contact tracers come. And then they can lock you up in your house for 10 days if you don't want to voluntarily quarantine if you've had COVID-19 or been around someone who's been around someone like a Fabergé Organics commercial that had COVID-19. And so on and so Hmm. on and so on and so on. We will be efforting to reach out to Mark Sessler's office. Absolutely. And uh, see what we can find out. Appreciate the call. Um, We always like to uh, double-check things that we get, but... uh, Last caller definitely uh, definitely put a bug in our ear to uh, to see what else we could find out. What a mess! But at least we're on, right, comrade? Dasvidaniya, <laughs> Zatota. I just know vodka. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Welcome back to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Friday afternoon. It is the first day of May. It is Law Day. Many people encouraged to fly their flags today um, to show their, their solidarity. Uh, for law, the existence of which, and the fact that it pretty much got trampled all over again by the governor in his press conference today. Uh, isn't it ironic? Going right to the phones, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Bernie from Kennewick. What's up, Bernie? Uh, you know, I think the governor is really doing a good job of, on this to keep it from spreading, but I'm really wondering. Did he exceed? Did he violate his own regulations about how many people were there in the studio audience or the, at the Capitol there asking him questions and so on? Nope, and, not at all, Bernie. Nope. Not not in any way, shape, or he form. He doesn't care. Well, he, he doesn't care. He but... only cares if it is a if it is a political if it's a special interest group that donates to his campaign. Then he cares. Okay. Every ever since, and I'll, I'll answer this question, Bernie. Ever since the pandemic broke and he has been in a room at the Capitol in a media briefing room uh, with just a few other people socially distanced. Um, no media is in the room with him. They're all on the phone. There is one camera guy. There's about two legislative aides. 
There's him and there is a an interpreter for the deaf. Uh, that's that's all that's in the room. All the media uh, asking questions are coming over uh, a phone line uh, to ask him questions. So no, he has not been in violation. In fact, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when people were wondering about his fresh new haircut and, uh, you know, how that was possible with his own orders, he put out a picture on Twitter that his wife cut his hair, which could be. No. Don't know. No. But. Don't believe it. But to answer the question, that's the answer. Don't believe it at all. We got a number of of emails, Rob, that we want to get to. Absolutely. We'll start with Dan. In Kennewick said the similes were pretty special today from Inslee, cutting parachute straps, dull blades out of the woods, crackerjack job. Does he even prepare for special announcements to the public? I believe he may be suffering the same dementia problems as Biden. Yeah, I don't know if I go that quite that far, but okay. Rick in Kennewick asked what happened to getting approval from the Four Corners. Well, we, we, we think that that did happen, and we are currently uh, attempting to get a hold of one of those Four Corners. Yes, we are. Uh, Dean in Kennewick said, so dare Fryer. East releasing criminals and plans to keep our elderly parents locked up until mid-July. Yes, absolutely right, Dean. At least. And Aaron in Yakima, does Papa Inslee really think he can win a fight against a virus? This is a fight that won't be won. We've already lost, and he just keeps making the residents of Washington lose more. The data and signs I've been looking at proves Inslee needs to resign now. Willie, not a chance. The residents of Washington need to start working on a plan to phase Inslee out of office. How many signatures does it take to remove the governor from office and put someone in there that has the cojones to get us out of this mess? This is ridiculous. Thanks, comrades. Well, Aaron, you can't just get petitions to get him out. Um, you need, um, honestly... You need to prove malfeasance, misfeasance in order to get a recall, or he has to resign, and and unfortunately, we're not in any of those yet. Before we go to the next call, um, and we'll touch on this a little bit later on in the program, officially, a lawsuit was filed earlier today in U.S. District Court uh, in Tacoma uh, by a number of plaintiffs against Jay Inslee and his stay-home order, citing that it violates uh, civil rights. Um, and however long that that takes to be heard and decided, there is a lawsuit. Uh, some of the plaintiffs include Franklin County Commissioner Clint Didier, Tim Iman, who is running for governor, and a couple of uh, business owners and the like. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, this is Don from Kennewick. Hi, Don. Hey, I haven't. We haven't been able to get into a, a city, state, office, or bank. I'm wondering when they're going to put a moat up around the uh, Olympia, so we can't get into that. <laughs> well, what's ironic? Appreciate the call, Don. What's ironic is, as the governor was addressing the state, there was a fairly small protest. Uh, going on at the steps of the Capitol in Olympia. And by small, I mean uh, under 100 people, maybe 100 people in that ballpark and, uh, you know, protesting this uh, this very thing. Um, appreciate the call. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You know something, Ed? Well, I know a lot of somethings, but what are you talking about? We we are going to have an interesting month. 
Yeah. And it's all going to start Tuesday. It is. It's all going to start mean, Tuesday. We've already had protests around the state, including at the state capitol, over the stay-home order. And I, I said it on this show yesterday that if he was going to extend things out past a week or two, then we were going to have a problem. He did that and then some. We're going to have a problem. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is JoJo from Kennewick. Hi, JoJo. What's up? Well, I I just wish people could keep calm heads because between my friends who blame Trump and my friends who blame Inslee, it's, it's just not a political issue. And when you have the presidential um, committee is saying we shouldn't open, but then – and people are like – kind of support that because it's President Trump, but then they want to, you know, have a armed militia go take care of Jay Inslee. It's just, I just think the fear mongering on both ends is just too much. And I just, I wish we had the truth and people could just be patient and be kind to one another. Because even the tone of you two, it's just not kind. And what we need right now is calm, calmer heads to prevail in all this. Well, JoJo, we appreciate the call, but absolutely, but, but we're allowed to be pissed. It's it's called being human. Um, just sitting back and taking it is not part of my nature. Um, I agree, we can be kind. There's no question about that. But we can also. Um, we can also express our emotions in ways that uh, don't have to do with our militias, which I agree with you. That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And anybody that calls for that on any front um, is is going beyond any level of, of civility. But at the same point in time, this has been politicized. The virus itself is not political. You're absolutely right. But the means and the methods that have been used around the virus have been politicized. You've got a governor in this state who is using data that apparently nobody else is using because Colorado, Oregon, California, Idaho, Montana, Georgia, and a number of other states are reopening things, Texas as well, Florida as well, are reopening things that this governor refuses to even think about for another two weeks. That does not seem rational, nor does it seem like it's following the, quote, data and science. I'm looking at numbers from the CDC that we're going to get into that are absolutely 100% flying in the face of everything that man says. So, yes, people are going to be upset because they're losing their livelihoods, JoJo. Small business owners are losing their life's work. That is not something to keep a calm head over in any way, shape, or form for anybody who is going to lose their entire livelihood because one man wants to turn around and play God. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yes, uh, this is Siegfried Heil from Comrade. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm just thinking that uh, maybe Inslee's problem is that his two-week run for the presidential nomination didn't work, and he's just a little bit pissed off about that. But uh, what's really going on here is that uh, he's just pissed off because he didn't make the presidential nomination. 
Yeah. No, he he likes power and control. He's got it as the governor. He's using it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Good afternoon, comrades. This is Tim from Prosser. What's up, Tim? Hey, you were talking about uh, people protesting. There's one going on in the courthouse here right now with a couple hundred people. I've heard Representative Bill Jenkins may be at that protest. I didn't see. I just went by, and there's pretty good groups that are with all the signs about uh, our fearless leader here. And, and you know, and, and Tim, thanks for the call and letting us know. But but this is this is this is what look. I, and we talked about this before we went on the air. We all know what's going on in Michigan. Yeah. They stormed the Capitol yesterday in Michigan. Yes, they okay? did. And then Governor Whitmer extends the stay-at-home order after that happens. Yep. So what do we have today in Washington? Gretchen Whitmer, hold my beer. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi there. This is Colleen calling from Kennewick. Hi, Colleen. I have a question. You know, there. Uh, I think it was Hubby's Pizza's opening today and Shakey's is opening, I think, this uh, this weekend or next week. Tuesday. What was Tuesday? Okay. So what would the governor do if, like, Paris salons wanted to open up or other places, restaurants would open up? You know, Colleen, and this is what we talked about yesterday, and we mentioned this a little bit earlier. If a number of businesses have had enough and they reopen their doors – and they do it safely, and they practice social distancing, and they wear masks, and they do all the things they're being asked to do in order to try and maintain as healthy an environment as possible. Is the government going to pull? Is the governor going to pull all those business licenses and create a significant economic downturn? Because then those licenses are vacant, so there's no tax revenue coming in whatsoever, whether it's locally or statewide. And who's going to want to apply for a business license in an economic downturn? So, do I think that he would turn around and yank all those business licenses? In one way, I wouldn't put it past him because he loves the authority that he has. But would he actually do it, knowing full well that that would very easily bury any chance he has of getting reelected? Well, I think he thinks of self-survival first and then the rest later. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This Rick. What's up, Rick? Hey, Washington's governor's an idiot. It's Hitler 101. Socialism at its finest. The people are not able to make choices. You must do as he decides. What a piece of crap. Vote him out. Well, and you know, Rick, like we talked about earlier this week, the longer this thing goes on, the harder it's going to get for him. And it's going to be, you're going to see, I mean, we've already seen protests over fishing. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, this is Dave from Kinoy. Hi, Dave. Okay, well, you know, I appreciate kindness. I appreciate patience. I, I appreciate all that stuff. Unfortunately, I spent all those last month and the month before paying my bills. This month, I have none left. That's the problem. Yep, and I appreciate the call, Dave. You're absolutely right. And and with all due respect to JoJo, and I, I and she she made some very salient points. The problem of it being politicized is on both sides. Absolutely it is. But uh, look, I'm with I'm with many of you. The the time has has passed. You know, you I was personally and I've mentioned this how many times, Rob, in the beginning, I felt Governor Inslee back in mid March when all this started happening. I thought that he presented things in a good way. 
He he was doing things. I, I, I wasn't happy about it, but I was like, okay. Once he put the stay-at-home order in place, he fell apart. Well, that's when it for, all started going for, off the rails. For me, it was once he extended the stay-home order. I didn't like the stay-home order. I got it. I understood it. it I was, understood it. But, but once he extended it, and now he's extended it a second time, and... It was here's the, here's the thing, JoJo, and I, w- I want to talk to directly to her and, and anybody else. There is nothing to stop him from keeping this in place forever. There is nothing to do that. And nope. don't say he won't. Many people, many people thought it was crazy that he would let it go into May. What's the incubation period of this COVID-19? Well, we don't know. Well, we have a pretty good idea. And yes, we are flattening the curve. Can I go back to the two? I know we got to go to a commercial break. I'm going to close with this before the commercial break. There were two things that he has said over and over again that we needed to do to get back on track. Number one, we needed to flatten the curve. We at least needed to be on the back end of this of this virus cycle we are yes we continue to get deaths yes we continue to get new cases but we are on the back end of it from an epidemiological standpoint number two we needed testing supplies those are coming in the next week or two from the federal government what is the deal governor inslee sir up with the bottom line on twitter at bottom line 610 now back to the show presented by summit funding in kennewick and prosser this is the bottom line news radio 610 k-o-n-a on a friday normally friday is a is a good day right it's the end of the work week weekend is upon us the weather's nice, but I got to be honest, there's a dark cloud hanging over this state right now, and it comes from the news earlier today that Governor Jay Inslee is extending his stay-home order through at least May 31st, another month. He did offer, finally, a phased approach to reopening the state. But we're not quite all the way fully into phase one. That will come in the next couple of weeks. He also said that there would be at least three weeks of looking at data before we would move on to the next phase. So by some quick math and calendar work, we're looking at the best case scenario, the best case scenario of opening up we're reopening to many things mid-July. Got a couple of emails we want to share with you. Dean and Kennewick said, as the buzzard said, when his companions urged patience, patience, hell, I'm hungry and I'm going to eat something. In other words, when it is a matter of surviving, the laws don't matter much. Or as Alex Jones said earlier today, I'm going to eat my neighbor. <laughs> um, don't, don't bring him up right now. <laughs> Don't bring him up. Uh, Paula in Pasco said, this is Paula, owner of Havana Cafe in Pasco. If we don't open very soon, we'll not be able to reopen ever again. So my question is, what is worse? We're losing our business because we're open early, trying to save my family, 
and employees or losing it because of government's insane rules. You know, Paula, I can't give you any guidance. All I can tell you is you got to do what is what is going to be in the best interest for you. If people are going to support you, you got to do what's in your best interest. I'm not going to tell you to break the law. I'm not going to tell you to do anything that you're not comfortable doing or that may run may get you into any trouble. I'm not going to do that. Everybody's got to make their own decision. Some business owners are making their own decision in regards to that. Uh, it all depends on how strong your resolve is and what you want to accomplish. But you have a great Cubano sandwich down there at Havana Cafe. I'll tell you that right now. And we have already <clears throat> heard of businesses around doing the state. That. Well, no, that are closing up for good. Yes, that are closing for good. And because of this. And you're going to find more in the next month. Tammy and Kennewick also wrote, I'm a business owner. We haven't worked since mid-March and can't survive much longer. A private citizen is so done with the dictator Inslee's stay-at-home order. The only way we're going to stop the insane power trip of his is to just open and defy his order. He wants to get the tracing program and test kits established, which is, I believe, is abuse of power. It's not a deadly virus for most people. Those at risk need to take precaution and let the rest of us get back to our lives. We need to stop overreacting. Thanks for the email, Tammy. Thanks for all the emails we've received today and the phone calls as well. We got time to squeeze one in. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. We got about 60 seconds. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art from Kennewick. You know, one uh, disappointing thing here in the Tri Cities is uh, a television station that seems to go along uh, with uh, Inslee and uh, our Tri City Herald. It's been kind of on the left ever since uh, it was purchased a few years ago. You know, we live in a fairly. conservative area and uh, our media not including your radio station of course but the media seems to be even fairly liberal over here i think they're in insley's camp and the and uh, the people in the media like the uh, uh television station they seem to go ahead and uh, and a lot of their people they're still working but there's too many people that are out of work not the media. Boy, they have a job. How about the rest of the people who don't have work? Thank you. Thanks for the call, Art. We are deemed essential, believe it or not, uh, because of that aspect of, of information, informing the community, uh, getting those kind of things out. We're deemed essential by the federal government. Um, so that's why we're working. Uh, but not all of us are. No. We're not all working. Uh, there are people working from home. Um, you know, the, the media has been impacted by this as much as, as any other business has been. Take a quick time out. Come back. We should hear from Senator Mark Schessler around 415.